episode of Invisible Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We're hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all-too-often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I'm Thea Thronson. And I'm sorry, Noah. I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was not funny. And I'm Lauren Montez. Today, we have a guest near and dear to my heart. And at one time, my physical body. Um, Catherine Montez. <laughs> Catherine Montez is a ballet-based actor and new writer, currently studying theater at the USC School of Dramatic Arts, Fight On. When she isn't in class studying theater or film, she also works as a secretary and a producer for Artemis at USC, an intersectional feminist production company, and walks backwards for the USC Admissions Center. She also had the opportunity to study abroad at the British American Dramatic Academy Bada in London. She's interned for A Noise Within Theatre Company, Mojo Global Arts, and Shoreline Entertainment, and hopes to make her way in the industry as an actress post-grad. Everyone hire her. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Hi, Catherine. <laughs> you brought us some art today. It's yeah, a scene, I believe. I did. You set it up a little bit? Sure. So I brought in a scene. Uh, working title is Just Lips. Thought it was a little cheeky. Um... <laughs> Uh, basically, this is just a scene that I started writing for my playwriting class that I'm in right now, um, which has kind of been, like, largely my introduction into writing, which has been very fun and a, and a kind of a whirlwind. Um, so this is the first scene that I wrote, um, and obviously we've been in this class for several weeks now, so I have a lot more scenes that are probably better, but I really like this one, um, and it's kind of like a, a meet-cute. Do we need to know anything going into the scene about the characters or the setting or anything? Um... I think it's mostly self-explanatory. You guys basically friends of friends at best. Um, uh, it's a play about uh, a working play about a bathroom at a party. Um, and so these are two people at the party who happen to meet. Um, and Sweet. so if Amazing. I can, I'll, I'll read the stage directions because. <laughs> yep. That's I will fun. be reading. Uh, I'm Lauren. I'll be reading as Mac. Yeah. I'm Thea and I'll be reading as Jordan. <laughs> Perfect. Sweet. <laughs> Sounds of the party are muted, and you can hear a slow, contemplative beat behind them. Something kind of sexy, but also way overdone. Think the weekend. A small neon sign makes for a dark but colorful bathroom. Think Euphoria. Two people, Jordan and Mac, viciously making out against the door. Limbs are flailing and grabbing. It's very clear that neither one of them really truly knows what they're doing, but that they're both doing whatever it is with their whole chest. They do this for just long enough that the audience wonders if this is the whole scene. Mac and Jordan change places, and Mac's back hits the door a little too hard. Ow! Oh, God, are you Shit. okay? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think it was kind of both of us. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um. Both are breathing heavily and still very close. They take stock, but do not separate. Are you good to keep going? Oh, yeah. They go back to furiously making out again. The following dialogue is said all in between making out. Wait, is that, are you bleeding right now? I think so, but that's okay. No, I think I bit your lip. No, maybe, but seriously, it's all good. No, it's sorry, it just really got in my mouth. Let me help clean this up. They part. Jordan flicks on the light over the sink and starts looking at the cluttered bathroom counter for some sort of band-aid or towel that isn't clearly used. Settles on some toilet paper while Mac pops herself up on the sink slash counter, eyes trained on Jordan. Right there. Thanks. Jordan takes the folded toilet paper to her lower lip it's really not that big of a deal but the simple intimacy is jarring they are friends of friends at best over the next few lines jordan cleans up mac's lip i'm mac by the way i know i mean i've seen you around 
Jordan. We had freshman writing seminar together. Oh, yeah. I think I blocked most of that class out. You live with Lucas, right? Yeah, yeah. Him and a few other guys. Gotcha. Honestly, Steph is probably more of your roommate than ours at this point. Yeah, well, I guess they make each other happy. Jordan tosses the TP in the trash and leans against the counter next to Mac. They dart between eye contact and training their eyes on the floor, now bashful. Right. True. Yes. Sorry about your lip, again. I promise it's not a big deal. I'm just like... Hey, if anything, it's my fault. I, uh, it's been a little while. Really? I mean, really? Well, alright. No, I mean, I haven't really either. I've never, I mean, I've never really either. What? I mean, I've never, like, made out with someone for that long. Cool. Me neither. Oh. Well, guess that makes two of us. Yep. They sit in this realization. The song has changed. Adore You by Harry Styles, Church by Elliot AJ, or something similar. And they both, in their silence, pop along. Small smiles. I like your dress. It's a good color on you. Oh, thanks. Got all of blue. You don't look too bad yourself kind of not what I expected. No offense. What? Oh, none taken. In what way? Well, I guess I don't really know. It just kind of feels like... I mean, it's just lips. And I, and I guess he... Hey, I said I was sorry. No, 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 I'm kidding. Laughing, smiling, a moment. But yeah, it's just two people's lips. They both realize they're talking pretty close now. It wasn't bad, though. Even though I bit you? I mean, on accident. Yeah. Now that you've tried it, would you do it again? Sure. Oh, right now. Shit, did you mean later? Sorry, I didn't... I was just asking. I thought we would pause while you... And we were just talking and... Right. Shit. Fuck. Are you okay? No, it's just, yeah, I mean, tonight I was gonna just pick someone and just do it, and then I would have my cool anonymous hookup done with, and I can move on to being less awkward and more spontaneous. Oh. Sorry, it's just, you bit my lip, and we've talked, and you were Lucas's roommate. Not cool. Not anonymous. It's definitely awkward. Jordan has conspicuously not dropped Mac's hand. That seems like a lot of planning for something spontaneous. Well, that's me. It's a lot of pressure to put on just one moment. Yeah. Um, you can, like, go now. If, if you want. Jordan thinks for a moment, crosses the do- to the door, and turns on the sink light before turning back to Mac, leaning against the door. I mean, you were right. They're just lips. Yeah. Right. Their hands come together. Does anything really change if you know who they are, whose they are? Does anything really change if you know whose they are? If anything, doesn't that make it better? They move closer to one another. The song in the background gets louder. M- maybe we could try it again? Maybe a little slower this time so nothing else goes 
wrong. Right. Yes, that might be a good idea. They laugh and this time let the tension build as they slowly lean in, smiling. Lights out. Oh, yay! The end. Yay! That I felt like genuinely like giddy and nervous reading that. Yeah, like I genuinely (laughs) was like so awkward. Like I felt (laughs) so awkward. Good in a good way. No, in a good way for sure. In like the writing really worked way. And I'm like in like a I have known Thea for four years. (laughs) Why am I like nervous? (laughs) Same. That was like yeah. It was very effective with. Just the way that it was written with, like, yeah. Thank I was going to say, a lot of times on this podcast, in scenes, to indicate, like, silence, we'll see, um, like, dot, dot, dot or something. But you had a fair amount of, um, like, acting notes in it. So it was funny because, on the one hand, if you were doing it, I don't know if there would be quite as much silence because it'd be filled with, like, doing something. Right. But the time it took me to read it created a natural, like ebb and flow right which actually was just as effective if not more effective because a dot 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 can be however long as i personally want but me having to read like they make out it's super awkward blah 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 by the time i've read that all it's been an awkward amount of time yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the utilization of multiple lines like multiple like enters per line worked in the same way yes that's not it i was no no that's but that would be a tap like down on the next returns return or enter yeah (laughs) i don't know multiple returns per line worked in a similar way sorry podcast listeners that you can't see what i'm doing physically it's like you won't know i'm not gonna bother explaining um good (laughs) um perfect yeah no i love this scene very much so well done um thank you yeah, I mean, I have so many questions. Okay. So many. So many. Um, I guess the first one will be just sort of like a... You mentioned... <laughs> so sorry. Oh, my God. It's late. It's fair. Okay. Um, so one thing I love, and it might be just because I know you very, very well. Um, we're sisters. <laughs> um, is that uh, you're you have such a say of voice in these characters and yet by the same token these are fairly like they could be anyone if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so how were you for you distinguishing voice between the two of them um yeah i mean like that's a really specific question so thank you um I kind of just thought about this scene for a while before we actually had to write it because like structurally the course like we didn't have to turn in a scene until like week five so we kind of did a bunch of like writing exercises and we're like basically he was just warming oh this is a class um intro to playwriting with professor Luis Alfaro who's also a very amazing playwright um MacArthur genius crazy amazing um yeah I know great go USC school of dramatic arts um but anyway um kind of warming you up to playwriting so hopefully by like a certain point you feel like you have enough ideas to like write about and I just kind of got really hyped about this this bathroom that like a bathroom at a party can be lots of different things you know like girls go to the bathroom together it's a social space like it's a hookup space so I kind of thought like what are the interactions that can't be happening right now where it's like you know somebody who might not normally feel comfortable like making out a party like what are they acting like and I don't know. I I think I just kind of thought about who she was first. And then I was like, how would 
I want to be treated in that circumstance? Mm. And like, what? Because it's really easy if he's just like, oh, shit, this is awkward. Like, I'm going to go. <laughs> but like, what's going to keep him there? And like, who's going to be the one to stay? Mm. So I kind of liked thinking about like, what what's the push and pull there? And like, what keeps them there, I guess. Cool. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can't, you kind of answered this then. Um, but what is the full form of this piece? Mm. Slash, mm. if it's a play about a bathroom, are you going to have a scene of someone taking a massive dump? Oh, the hopes are yes. <laughs> um, this, I mean, like, the goal of the class is to have a full play. And I really like this idea that there's, like, a lot of different spaces to you know, occupying a lot of different people will be, like, traversing into this space. So ideally, it would be a play that takes entirely place in a bathroom um, at a party. I kind of have written a few of the other scenes, and, like, I'm thinking that it's, like, an apartment bathroom, so you get to follow, like, the girls who live in the apartment, like, start the night, in the middle of the night, like, who else is coming into the space, and then, like, end the night, and potentially in the next morning, I think, like, the morning after. Um, and kind of like what happens and how one night can change like the course of like a lot of different people's lives in a lot of different ways. Not like can change your life forever, but like, <laughs> you know, shit can happen. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the hope. Are we going to see these characters again? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. If not Jordan, you would see Mac again, I think. Mm. Um, I was going to ask, but is I Mac also one of the girls that lives there? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 And so, so is Steph who she briefly mentions, mm as the like girlfriend of the roommate Mm -hmm. um so it's like a big old i've always really liked ensemble plays because i think they're fun for like easter eggy scenes in the audience paying attention later so i think that's more fun because then you get to write a bunch of different scenes instead of like you know writing the same people over and over and trying to deal with that yeah cool so Catherine, where did this piece come from in your Um, brain in your brain in my brain um it kind of came out of one of the writing exercises i was really not sure what i was going to write about i think maybe it's not rare for like new writers to be like i don't have that much to say um and so we were doing this exercise where it was just like write for 10 minutes of describing a setting can't be a living room a kitchen or a front porch because there's too much american theater about that um and so i just started writing about a bathroom and i know that i keep on talking about this stupid bathroom but um it got me really excited and i also like miss those kind of casual interactions like think about the girls who you might have met in the line for a bathroom at a party and like those were your like you'll never talk to them again but they were your forever friends right then you like hyped each other up because like the guys were trying to get into the bathroom and yelled at them through the door like those random kind of like come and go spaces i kind of miss them so i got really excited about that um so it kind of came from that Mm. exercise and then i kind of wrote this scene out of that very cool um so you mentioned your writing because of a, of a play writing class. Um, I was gonna say, what's your what's your artistic practice and like, what um, I don't know, like what inspires you to write? Why did you decide to write? Do you consider yourself a writer? Like, what's your relationship to writing? That's the question. Jesus, I ask. That, that's a good, <laughs> took a while, but we got there. We um, found it. We found it stick the landing um I've always been kind of intimidated by writing my own stuff like obviously we write essays and creative writing classes and stuff like that but um I've always been kind of intimidated to write which is why I think 
a lot of people like acting because it's like I don't need to say the words I just need to bring them to life and like do a good job and that's really easy but I started to I don't know if you guys get this at NYU Tisch drama but a lot of the professors are like you got to be doing other things like you can't just be an actor like write your own content create your own stuff like and it's always like Ugh, I don't want to do that but it gets to the point where it's like you're in this great space to learn to do that and so I started trying to just like write monologues or you know little snippets of dialogue here and there because um, you know you st- I mean I don't know if you guys brought up Fleabag before but like you see never great what's that show yeah right exactly <laughs> brand new underground um but like you see like Fleabag or like I May Destroy You which are these great mm. like pieces written by actors first and I think that you know once you see kind of like bigger dummies than you like have done it like we've all read horrible plays absolutely my play can't be the worst play ever right like and if it is cool I wrote the worst play ever (laughs) so I started to just like write and then I decided to sign up for this class as like a come on we can start to like writing so I've actually started writing a lot more now that I'm like in this class just like random little stuff that's awesome. I found it really interesting because you talked about how, like, what you would do if you were in Max's shoes, and that's how yeah. you wrote Jordan. That's so interesting yeah. to me. Is that, um, I guess, now that you're kind of starting to write more, does that often come up in your writing? Like, like I mean, actor brain? Actor brain sometimes, yeah. Also, I think, like, you've read enough scenes to understand what a good scene versus a bad scene looks like. Totally. Or, you know, circular dialogue or mm. stuff that's, like very prescription-y for the actor which is really funny that you said I had a lot of acting notes which is something that I need to work on trusting the trusting the actor to just like read my words as a side note to anyone who's not reading a scene which is everyone a lot of the actory notes were things like about um the scene physicality right so it's like they're not like actory notes in the sense of like you're nervous now or whatever it's like it's not like director yeah, it's like, page. oh, I need to, like, get up now, right. you know. Thanks for coming to my defense. Um, Always. But That's yeah, a stylistic no, choice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but yeah, like, I also think that we all, I don't know we all, but I think a lot of people end up writing just, like, stuff they know, mm. and you end up kind of pulling from random places, like, in the roommate scenes, like, I have three roommates, like, it's gonna be impossible for me to completely invent entirely new people, people that I've never met before yeah. it's all gonna be a nice big blend of everybody else that I've ever met or like random college experiences that all kind of combine yeah. so I'd be lying if I was saying like yeah Max completely different than who I am but like I think that's pretty natural but absolutely but okay would you say there's a character in this play that is you or are you a little bit of all of them and I know like obviously you're all a little bit of all of them but yeah. like yeah you know what I mean no, I actually think I started out writing the play and I was like, this is like Max, my girl, like she's going to be the main. And now I'm writing some of the other characters out and I'm like, no, but I really like this character and I really like this. Ca-. And as I start like fleshing everybody out, I like want to do them like justice. justice. Yeah. So now I kind of think that I'm I'm sprinkled in everywhere. I it's harder for me to write things that I haven't experienced. So like, yeah, absolutely. there's going to be a fight scene later where like they're breaking up or maybe they're not and i'm like i don't know (laughs) men (laughs) like i don't know so i'm trying to like do justice to like the guy characters too which like 
International Women's Day. No, <laughs> but like, which is hard. It's because hard. Men deserve no justice. <laughs> I mean, that is our official stance as a company. <laughs> that is our. <laughs> first. You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it, but I'm not gonna disagree. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I think I'm kind of liking all of them now. But I think Mac was the start because mm. cool. I could picture her first. Totally. Um, you chose gender neutral names. Can yes. I yawn more in this episode? Could you? I don't know. <laughs> you could try. You could um, try. You chose gender neutral names, and um, their dialogue is fairly not specific to a gender, mm-hmm. but also you do. But it's also interesting because you're also implying at like a college party, which I feel like can be a very like gender specific place if that makes sense um so i was just curious if that has any impact on anything as you're writing it that's a a great question um i really i started out writing this scene and i was like i could write my whole play like completely gender neutral like then it'll be kind of like you know like almost main how almost all of those characters are pretty non-gender specific and like yeah because they all have weird names because they all have like random ass names that kind of faith and villian and whatever right. um like uh, no i'm not naming one of my characters villian <laughs> um so i was like on and i was like gender neutral names and it was like ashlyn and i was like no <laughs> um, so like i, I wanted Jordan. to commend you you had really not play Thanks. names. i was you i was really looking for not names. play names um and so i i was gonna start doing that and then i started writing the other scenes and i actually started writing a scene where like all of the girls are getting ready for a party and I was like, I don't know that that same energy happens in a, like a gender neutral slash just like co-ed like apartment. Like, I right. don't know that like get ready with the girls like happens. And I kind of want that to be a part of my play. Yeah. So I don't know where that like I think it, it definitely I wouldn't say through a monkey wrench in it, but it definitely made me think and like stop. And and, you know, you can't just do like oh, like, this is going to be gendered, non-specific, and it'll be fine. Or, like, you know, kind of, like, the same way that I think sometimes people will write, like, colorblind casting, it's fine. But it's like, no, you you need to consider those things and specify, and that's okay to do. Right. And it's so interesting, too, because it's, like, the location of a bathroom automatically changes, like, people's relationships to each other, which yeah. is, like, that's something true, I've true. never thought about until yeah. you started talking about how like it would change if it was if you, you can't, weren't like, specifying guys don't go to the bathroom together exactly so i was or like, like sh- how am i gonna write a guy scene right yeah who's a guy gonna bring into the bathroom and talk to right that's like it's just a, it's a very different dynamic yeah that's yeah. super interesting yeah well and also a guy walking in on a girl is such a different thing than a girl walking in on a girl right yeah. or a guy walking in on a guy guy walking in on a guy right two people making out in a bathroom that are a straight couple is a very different thing right. than any LGBT couple. So it's like, yeah, as much as, especially if they're college age, right? Like, like a very formative time. Whereas like, cause when you started talking Lauren and you were like a college party could be a very gendered space. I was like, I don't know if I agree with that, but the bathroom specifically, but the bathroom does specifically make it, does make it a gendered place. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the bathroom at like a frat party versus Especially, the bathroom right. at like a theater party. Exactly. Like, or like a party where a band's vibe. playing on the floor. Like, yeah. 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 It's different. Yeah. Interesting. Very Intersectional um, feminism. 
That was me shamelessly plugging Artemis. 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 Yes. Um, um, so you kind of talked about this a bit when you were talking about how you wrote the scene, but when you're, what's your writing process? And I don't mean like in the grand scheme. I mean like literally like this is how I have an idea. Like when I sit down. And then I sit down and then I do this. Mm. Like. Right. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I have a process. Valid. How do ideas come to you? I should say. Oh, how do I do? I, uh, that's a good question. It's kind of come out in different ways. Sometimes it's like through one of the writing exercises that I was talking about where I like, I just kind of dig my heels in and then I just start doing it. And then it's like, oh, this is actually okay. Um, and sometimes like specifically for this scene, I really like, I got really hung up on like the phrase, like it's just lips when you're kissing. Like it's not anything magical or amazing. Like it's mm-hmm. literally just somebody else's lips on yours. Mm-hmm. Cause that was something that I thought when I had my first kiss. <laughs> um, so I was like, if call him out <laughs> and so um eyes are filled with very little fear um no um so it was just like i got really like i kind of knew i wanted that to happen and then i kind of start knowing like what pieces to the puzzle i want and then it kind of just turned into like threading them together sure. um but sometimes when i get really hung up on it it's just like don't write any of the stage directions just like write the lines and we'll put in like the names later mm. and we'll p- indent and format later because i think sometimes i will use formatting as an excuse not to write the scene because i'm like yes. it's gonna take so long to like indent and add all the names so like yep that's i guess that's kind of how it's happened normally it comes dialogue first and then i kind of end up like talking it out in my head where it's like, okay, if I was in that circumstance, like, what would I be saying? So it's conducive for a play that's really conversational like this, but I feel like if it were some sort of, like, highfalutin thing, I would have a lot more trouble. Mm. Does it change when you write, you mentioned you write monologues a little bit as well. Does the does the process for that change at all? Yeah, so, like, monologues kind of came out from, like, journaling a little bit. Like, I don't have the commitment to journal. Mm. I just don't. But sometimes when I'm feeling like a really strong emotion, any which way, I'll just start typing out like my inner like thoughts, and then it kind of comes monologue, out in this. If you will, yeah, an inner monologue. <laughs> oh, you did correct. <laughs> uh, so I'll just kind of like write that out, um, and sometimes I've ended up. Sometimes like my thoughts end up being kind of nice and cool, and yeah. I want to put those places. And sometimes it's like, oh, like let's just lock that away, but it's sometimes nice to get that out of my head and on the page and then you know what circumstance would somebody say that in and it's kind of fun yeah very cool yeah um is this for sure a play because i feel like there's an element of it that's very cinematic yeah yeah i don't i don't know i started reading it again and like i've read it multiple times now and and when i was going to send it to you guys i was like oh this this is kind of cinematic this is kind of like I don't know that it could be a whole movie, Mm. maybe like a short film, but like, I think it's also kind of could be a play. I don't know that the difference is too great in terms of the writing. It would be in terms of production, but yeah. And like the things you want to focus on. Cause what's cool about the, the, well, another cool thing we've already mentioned, like several cool things about having it set in a bathroom, but if it's like the set doesn't change and the i was just thinking i was like you could have this it's so cheap crazy show to have in the round yeah and then have it be like the actual size of like a bathroom right so the audience is really close yeah yeah i mean i started to write out like 
I was like, what? How is the bathroom oriented? And then I was like, that's not my job. That's somebody else's job. <laughs> I don't need here? to figure it out. <laughs> I was like, how are we going to put towel racks on that people can see? And then the cabinets. I was like, not my job. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it probably could be. A, I think it would translate pretty well to the screen. Cause, and also, like, from a production standpoint, it'd be very cheap. You just film in somebody's bathroom. Yeah. There's not that much needed. And it's like two people at a time maximum like four right so i think it could work that way probably i don't know yeah. we're seeing how it goes it's a play for the purpose of my class good stuff good point. now my bathroom that is right next door to where i'm currently sitting is about four feet by four feet how yeah. big of a bathroom are you envisioning I how big is your bathroom how big is your bathroom that's what i'm asking <laughs> not much bigger than yours probably probably like I think it's probably longer. Mine is in a square. It's like a rectangle. But you and I shared a bathroom for many It's years. much smaller that than that one. very much a rectangle. It's smaller than that one. Um, yeah, no, I know. But I kind of imagined it like if this is like a four, two bedroom, mm. two to four bedroom apartment, depending on, you know, the means of these girls. Sure. Um, <laughs> this might be the, I was kind of thinking this was the only bathroom. Yeah. So like double sinks, toilet, gotcha. shower. Shower that's probably a bathtub that has, like, a little sliding like door. Like, glass door. Yeah. Like, if somebody wanted to, they could, like, close it and, like, lie right. down. Um, <laughs> Wait, I literally was just thinking about how if you filmed it, someone... There's definitely a moment where the cameraman would have to be in the bathtub. In the bathtub. The bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, Which like, is what they did in the movie Room, starring Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. Sure. Oh, yeah, that room is very small. It'd probably small. be something... Not maybe that small or dark but um <laughs> something similar right the other thing though with like this scene in particular if it was in person this would be a very different scene to have happen right in front of you yeah. as opposed to like on screen well because it's i a mean bathroom, such a you brought space. up somebody like exactly and you brought up someone shitting someone shitting or like puking or like right I get uncomfortable watching people make out, so I don't really know why I wrote this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, okay, did you ever see that listing on Playbill.com, the jobs? It was, no, or maybe it was backstage, but it was, we want hot couples for a makeout contest. Must be able to French kiss for 15 minutes or more. What? I literally, I literally, I was like, what the fuck? No. I sent no. it to every straight couple I knew. <laughs> no, thank you. That does not sound fun. But, like, that's the point where it's like, I don't know if I would want this. Like, I would want it to be staged because I'm, like, a narcissist who wants their work, like, put on. On stage, yes, of course. On stage. As are we or, all. Or, like, yes. Um, But I don't I don't know what it would be like. Yeah. Versus, versus film, like, you watch someone go to the bathroom, you're like, okay, they're going to the bathroom. But, right. like, you're watching that happen, you're like... But I also kind of feel like... Someone's naked in front of I me. I feel like if someone was doing something in front of me, it would be, like... You have to be a lot more careful as the playwright when you're yeah. writing that, but I think you well, can also get a lot more results. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I kind of didn't want to have them, like, know each other too well. Because, right. like, I'm sure a lot of other stuff could happen in that bathroom, but, like, I don't know that I want to put that on stage you know right like, i think it's much more interesting to watch two people kind of like figure Skirt out around intimacy mm-hmm. than like something that they've done before totally yeah that was for sure a good choice in my humble opinion 
Thank you. Well, as the actor, I was fucking, my heart was racing. You say so, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was Nervous. like, see, yeah, I, I like... don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> you said something I wanted to laugh out loud. I was like, what is happening? Okay. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned Fleabag, and I made a story you a while back. Mm-hmm. What are your other inspirations? You can either, it can be artistic, it can be writing specific and being just in general in life like anything yeah people places things whatever people places and things that's another play um haven't read it so that's not one of them um uh i i mean like i like a lot of random movies and tv that are just for disparate reasons but from like a writing standpoint um fleabag's amazing um along with the play i think she does a good job of like marrying the funny with the very very not funny and i think that's kind of what i admire about it because like it's not setting out to be a comedy or a drama it's just kind of both um and it kind of just exists yeah um from a playwriting perspective um i also really like will eno he's Mm. really good um will eno um zoe kazan has a really good play which one uh we live here Lucy and Max. Trudy and, Trudy Trudy and, Max, and Max in love. in love. That one's really good, and I think it's a good exploration of, like, two-person scenes and, like, mm. awkward rom cutes. Kind rom-coms. of a rom-com. Kind of an inspiration for this one. Um, Shakespeare. I don't know. <laughs> um, I like a lot of writers, but I think... Catherine Long is was a modern-day Shakespeare. Oh, shucks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think, you know, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge... Um, Whoever wrote Failure, a love story, that's a good one. Um, it's a weird person. I mean, I, I don't know if they're weird, but, like, it's someone I've never heard of. He wrote another play that's also very good, and I can't remember what the name is right now, but it's really good, and I love read it. Love you, man. We know you're, you're great. listening. I, we know you're listening. Really great. <laughs> we know you're out there. We know you're one of our listeners. We know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to look at the plays on my shelf, and I can't Well, like, you could also be movies or anything. Um... I also People. really like The Way Way Back. I think that's a classic. Um, Moulin Rouge, but that's more from a movie-breaking perspective. We'll stick to writing. Yeah, I think I think those ones. Somewhere sure. in that tangled mess, you could find one. Yeah, cool. those, are, those are great. Those are great. Um, this has nothing to do with inspirations. <laughs> but when you said two-person scene, I was like, love a two-person scene. And then I was like, yeah. you wrote a two-person scene, and it was great. Yeah. And then I was like, what about... A one-person scene in the bathroom. Is that something you're thinking about including in the play? We already talked about a person yeah. shooting. I don't no, know how many I, more times they have to No, but, up. like, talking to themselves in the mirror is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, I was thinking of somebody, like, going to the bathroom, and you know when you go to the bathroom at a party and you're like... You're like, am like I you real? Reali- you realize how... Yeah, you realize, like, how out of it you are, yeah. and you're like, this is awesome. And then you, like, look in the mirror, and you're like... I'm the hottest I've ever been and like then you start talking you're like you know like there's like little like oh hey and like look at yourself so I don't know if that would be like a scene but I I would write it and I want it to be in there at least once I also think it would be interested if somebody like went in there and was like having a bad trip yeah like yeah needed a second away from everybody but yeah definitely one cool thing about this idea specifically is it lends itself so well to scenes, but it also lends itself so well to just sort of, like, one page of, like, maybe two lines and a lot of just... Like, 
Because you totally could just go in. <laughs> you all miss it, but Catherine mind are like, yes, I see you. I will type that. Um, Typing. But, sh- but like, I mean, someone could totally just go into the bathroom and, like, sit, take a deep breath, burst into tears. Yeah. And that could be the whole thing. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and we or somebody else again. walks in and then it's like, fucking goddamn it. Yeah, or, like, someone could just walk in, like, wait for a text, not get it, and go back in the party. Like, there's so many, like... Directions. Yeah. This is such a voyeuristic... Exactly. In a That's the word creepy I've been but for. not creepy way, yeah. also. Of just Slice like, of life. Slice of life, but not even in, like, a... This is a day in their life. Like, this is literally, like, a place. Right. And it brings together so many weirdos. Like, what I'm saying is that you've invented the bathroom sink drama, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm what really excited about it. What we're saying is, when you're done, we're going to take it, yeah. and okay. we're going to perform it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Pay me. We made no. that deal. I know where you live. So. Boo. Do ya. Um, so, outside of writing, you also act. Um, yeah. Do you do other arts that you... I mean, like, I know you, I know you do. But, like... But our listeners when you're, would love to know. Our listeners would love to know what they are. And also, like, how do you think that influences... We talked about it a little bit, but, like, how do you think that influences your writing when you have an idea or, like, when you get hyped about something? What's sort of the art that you choose for it? That kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's totally fair. Um, I mean, I would say I'm a fledgling writer, um actor i've directed a few times and i would like to do that a little bit more maybe once the the panorama lets us um i with yeah the panini press um freaking panda express um (laughs) but this uh people are gonna listen to this out of context and be like what what is happening like they're gonna come back a million years uh continuous podcasts that we've had we have a lot that go off on like long <laughs> tangents you're right this one we really this is one on of the them um, <laughs> <laughs> but um i also produce with artemis and that's been really fun because it's basically just making it happen like mm. i think that's something that's kind of mystified a lot where it's like oh, i'm a producer it's like what do you do it's like you just make it you just make it happen and yeah. you do the things and you make the you pull the strings and you do the things um so I kind of have tried to learn more about all of the kind of aspects of the process. And I feel like it's kind of like um, like cross-training almost. Kind of like when, which I don't actually think works. I think if you want to run, you just need to be good at running. But like, <laughs> um, you this know, for acting, for the arts. <laughs> but the, the term is in that like if, you're, if you understand how to write a scene, you kind of understand the structure of, a scene from the inside a little bit better and I think vice versa as well and if you understand like what the big picture looks like from a directorial standpoint and like what the message is and like what's coming across to the audience you can I don't know I think it just helps you understand it and like you know um Malcolm Gladwell has his whole 10,000 hours things and sometimes I think maybe those not all 10,000 of those hours should be you doing like scene study Mm. like sometimes it's you learning in different ways how to do that same thing um and I think all of them kind of end up thank you Hmm? (laughs) we know he listens (laughs) thank you so much again thanks Malcolm again (laughs) we've talked about it before but yet again thank you thank you for all you do 
and you're welcome. <laughs> oh, we have a Patreon. Yeah, Don't Malcolm Gladwell. Um, Malcolm Gladwell is our number one Patreon patron. He sure is. Right after my grandma. Number two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think all of those kind of help me as a person understand that and also kind of keep it interesting so that I'm never too comfortable Mm. and I'm always still learning and I'm not getting bored with anything because I do think doing scene breakdowns until you die is torture. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you just got to kind of start picking up different skills. Right. So, um, writing. Do you think you gravitate more towards comedy or drama? Or do you think more in the middle? Uh, I think, at least right now, um, drama seems kind of like something I can't do at the moment. Because it kind of feels too, like, heavy-handed. Mm. Like, I think a lot of... I kind I don't know how to... I'm not phrasing this well, but... Be um, mean. Um, I think sometimes a lot of early writers kind of will lean into drama because they think that it's, like, good because it's sad. And I don't know that that's true. And I don't think something has to be sad to be a good play. I think a lot of plays are sad and about serious shit. (laughs) But I think it's a lot harder to write something that's happy because, like, uh, oh, that's like that Florence and the Machine lyric where she's, like, no one wants to like listen about us to a song about like people happy yeah she has a whole thing about how it's hard to write about being happy and like just sitting in a room doing nothing is not entertaining i find that happiness is an extremely uneventful subject exactly that that lyric florence and the machine thanks for listening thanks florence thanks Thanks, Thanks, the guy who wrote (laughs) failure love story we'll get his name by the end of this we sure Uh, will if we find out it's a woman and on international women's day of all days it's not i'm gonna kill all of us i don't think um i'm like so tempted to look it up but um i i i kind of want to write something that's funny i also think i just kind of write how i talk and hopefully Mm. it comes out as funny no, um, you're very serious. Person. I know. Um, I don't know. I think a lot <laughs> no. of good. I keep on restarting this statement. Um, no, I like you're both. Good. We got you. I like both. both, and I think life is a combination of comedy and tragedy. So why not do both? Yeah, perfect. And last but not least, mm. on this podcast called Writers Block Party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, you ready? <laughs> you ready? No, we're gonna do it. No. Just repeat the <laughs> sentence because that was garbage. Because that was two I different like sentences we said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thea said in a very optimistic way, What do you do if you have writer's block? As if it's never. And Lauren happen. said, What do you and do said, when you get writer's block? Like a dummy. Um, Comedy and tragedy. I, um, I don't write. <laughs> I don't write when I, don't. I have writer's block. I just don't. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I, I do not write. <laughs> well, like, kind of, yeah. Like, my brain just obviously doesn't want to write at that moment. So I'll try and, like, go do something else. Either, like, a different assignment if it's schoolwork. Or, like, go exercise or take a shower or something like that. Cause, Take out with someone in the bathroom. Yeah, you know, it, whatever crosses your brain. Um, but then... 
you know, if it's like pressed, like if we have to, um, I kind of do what I talked about earlier, just like dialogue, just write out what, just try and get something on the page and everything will be easier afterwards. Um, so I'll like set a timer or like set a timed playlist where it's like you have 30 minutes, just do what you can and hopefully it'll come. And then sometimes hopefully by the end of that time, there's something Something. on there and we're kind of in a groove and like it's not absolute garbage like it's not going to be the best thing ever but it can't be the worst thing like there's physically no way it can be yeah people have been writing for so long that this is going to be not the worst so but yeah if i write a split (laughs) don't write (laughs) i just stop that embrace it yeah I'll never write again. <laughs> Fine. Embrace it. Embrace the blog. Probably not the message you want to leave with your listeners. No. No, it is. We're demystifying the process here. Lawrence Welsh a lot of, a the lot guy of, who wrote the yeah, play. all three of our All three of our dedicated listeners. <laughs> Malcolm, Florence. Florence really needs to know what to do when she gets writer's block. <laughs> yeah. She's right? been struggling for years. <laughs> she needs to know. Florence, Florence, embrace it. Oh my god, we've been trying to tell you for so long. Um, this is going to be the episode that sticks after so many episodes. <laughs> it's going to be this <laughs> one. This will finally, be the one. She takes her earbuds out and goes, I get it. <laughs> she goes, this is amazing. Is she British? Uh, she's from the south of London. So she So she goes, I get it now. She goes, I get it now. Just like really that. My voice. <laughs> emerging uh. from the, <laughs> the writer's goes, block she walks in the sunlight for the first time in years she does um, happy to not write <laughs> just Ever so happy <laughs> so to be happy. done finally god <laughs> thank god no more songs it doesn't and need to worry about it anymore <laughs> no more <laughs> just to be clear Florence we love you Catherine we love you thanks for having me guys thank you so much for your lovely script that has made me think so much about bathroom sink drama i really think it's gonna catch on thank you genuinely mean it when we say when you keep going with this we'd love to read it in yes yes if you guys Um, have any idea of a title that would be so cool i I don't know what to call it i think i mean for the play oh oh that was just the scene (laughs) title that was just the scene title it's a good title though it's evocative it's passionate but it makes it sound sexier than a bathroom. Yeah. No mm. Yeah. Um, I'll think about it. That's my task for you guys. Great. Think about it. Noted. Yeah, guys, this this podcast comes with homework. This podcast comes with, if any listeners have any ideas. Subs- like, subscribe, and comment. Yes. And then join our Patreon. Yes. And, then and in your review of this podcast, type up your, your suggestion. Yeah. Um... Do you have any, Catherine, do you have any any projects upcoming that you want to plug? This this podcast is going to be released on Friday, if that gives you any information. <laughs> um, no, Friday is going to be one of my university's wellness days, so I'll be chilling. Um, yes. But you guys should check out All Work. Oh, wait, that already came out. Or the... We do it every month, so... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Here should check out all I don't have life. events to plug. Fair it's enough. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any social but, media you want to plug? Um, yeah, check out Artemis at USC if you're interested. LA listeners um, support intersectional feminist art. Yeah. 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 That's my sister. <laughs> um, thanks, Kevin. And thank you, listeners. Follow us 
on Instagram at Invisible Disco Productions and on Twitter at IDP Presents WBP. And we now have a TikTok. And follow us on TikTok. We're going to be TikTok famous. You heard it here first. Woo! I feel like we need to knock on wood now. No, Amelia said it. I believe her. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Rider's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Denis Blatt, Lauren Montes, Thea Thronson, Colleen Annan, Jess Thronson, and Jim Keen. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks, and have a great week!